Welcome to the Benwood Johnson Podcast. You can visit Dr. Johnson's blog at benwoodpost.com. Dr. Johnson's works can be found at drbenwoodjohnson.com. You can also support Dr. Johnson on Patreon, the link to which is in the description. Hey, welcome to the Benwood Johnson Podcast. I am uh, very happy to be here for another episode. Uh, This is Dr. Johnson. Uh, Today is uh, August 13th, 2018. This is podcast number 13. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about uh, Jean-Paul Sartre again. This is the second installment in our series about the notion of freedom. Uh, Today in particular, we're going to be talking about bad faith. And it's this idea of what is bad faith. And this is one of the terms that somewhat always uh, been echoed about Jean-Paul Sartre. Uh, It it is the foundation of the whole idea of of freedom, existentialism. It's this notion that the individual is free. And when he does not act as such, or when the individual does not concretize that, that he is free or come to terms with the idea of being free, uh, the individual is in bad faith. Now, the the concept itself, it's a very convoluted concept. In this installment, we're going to be talking about bad faith. Um, You know, it's going to extend over a couple of uh, installments, but for now, we're going to introduce the concept uh, in terms of how it applies to human freedom. And here, we're going to dissect the concept and the for itself and the in itself in terms of the individual as a subject and as an object and to reconcile those two ideas and how Sartre sort of seen this concept and how he sort of described the individual as being this 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 transcendent entity and when the individual thinks of himself of being fixed the individual sort of uh, you know doomed to to fall into this idea of of bad faith into this idea of of not recognizing the obvious we are also going to talk about the psychological aspect of the concept of freedom in which the individual is trying to suppress the self the individual is lying to the self by making the self believe of a certain state of being And this is the foundation, to say it again, of bad faith. Of course, we're going to go in details as to what that means and in, in, in terms of uh, you know when it comes to philosophy or in philosophical terms. But it is this idea that the individual is trying to deceive the self. The individual is, is trying to make the self believe of something that is not necessarily there while ignoring the obvious. The individual as trying to suppress the self, trying to lie to the self, trying to ignore the reality of the self. So without further ado, let us delve into it. for many things. Um, His fame is somewhat um, infinite. It all began sometimes around the 1930s 
through 1940s, 50s, 60s, and even 70s. Some might argue that even beyond the grave after he passed away in, in the early 1980s, that Jean-Paul Sartre has sort of revolutionized uh, existentialism, which is this idea that man has this obligation to exist, to be. Okay. But one of the things that Jean-Paul Sartre did in, in this particular area of philosophy, which marked this discipline for a long time, is this notion of freedom. But one of the things that made the notion of freedom particularly interesting, as opposed to the way other um, existentialists have looked at the concept, is this notion of bad faith. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about this concept. Bad faith, what, what is it? What does Jean-Paul Sartre mean by saying that the individual has a responsibility to be? And when the individual does not take that responsibility, the individual is in bad faith. Now let's get into the detail. Let's get into the crux of this understanding. What is bad faith? Bad faith implies the notion of identity. In other words, the individual has an identity. It is a proper identity. The individual knows who he or she is at any given time. And it is the notion of the for itself. In other words, the individual does whatever he or she does for the self. So we have to understand the nuance between the entity which is the self and any other entities which are not necessarily the self and which Sartre would consider objects. So in the for itself, the individual is certain of his identity in relation to the others, or in relation to the other, even. So within this context, this notion of the for itself places the individual as a entity fixed, places the individual as an entity who is able or capable to distinguish between the self and others. And when the individual is able to distinguish between the self and the others, we are in the for itself. And this state, this inertia, if you will, this permanent state of being, which is also echoed in Aristotle, and the concept of the principle of intelligence, so you cannot escape your subjectivity. Okay? And if you were to be able to get away with that, in other words, if you were to be able to uh, escape your subjectivity, that would be a violation of the principle of identity. Now, bad faith is sort of a reinvention. It is sort of a reinterpretation of the notion of repression. That takes us to the concepts of the consciousness. It takes us to ideas of other psychologists, such as Sigmund Freud, have articulated. It's this idea that the individual is able to repress, to suppress the self. Okay? The individual has the capacity to, to control the self. Now, in many of his writings, Sartre talked about Sigmund Freud. 
Okay. Sartre sees many insights in, in ideas uh, of, uh, you know, articulated by Sigmund Freud. Okay. He sees the value, the intellectual value of these ideas. But he also thinks that those ideas fall short of explaining everything about the individual, about the being himself. Okay. So while he agrees that some of the things that these psychologists have talked about have a certain intellectual value, but he doesn't think that these ideas explain everything about the being. Okay? And that is why Sartre sort of takes this notion a step further from his perspective. Okay? And one of the ways he sort of tackled this idea is this notion of duality. And duality, this idea that there are two entities, and this context he explains in terms of a lie. The individual is able to lie to the self. And Sartre sort of argues that lying to the self is not that complicated. It is not that difficult to do. It is not that hard to lie to yourself. But the individual sees the concept or at least understands the concept of repression not necessarily as hiding something from the self rather as hiding something to the other or to the others but there's a conflict the conflict is that the individual lives in a society in a social environment and as such there are certain rules or certain regulations within that environment which prevent or which may prevent the individual from claiming his identity beyond doubt. Okay? So, having your identity, your proper identity in a social environment can sometimes be difficult, if not impossible. Because society does not allow for this individuality to be um, set in stone. And sometimes the individual has to censor the self. Censor the self in terms of what, when, and how to be, right? Or when to be. So the individual has to censor the self as to when, how, uh, why to be, okay? So the individual has this capacity to sort of pull back, okay? Whether consciously or not, but the individual has this capacity to pull back from the self and to be amongst other members of society, the individual is able to pull the self back, withhold, if you will, the self. But Sartre argues that the individual does not necessarily know the self. So in other words, at many levels, the individual is sort of ignorant of the self, ignorant about the self. The individual does not necessarily know the self very well. There are certain functionalities about the self that the individual is not necessarily entirely sure about that self. Sartre had a plan. Sartre wanted to take the human reality, to grab that reality, and turn it into something tangible, something palpable, at least intellectual, something he could explain in a way that makes sense. Okay? So Sartre comes with this idea that the individual is always moving. And moving not necessarily in terms of physical movement. It's talking about the individual is always transcending this, 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 this continual 
transcendency or transcendent state within the individual. And that is in and of itself is not dependent upon the individual himself. Okay? It's, it's, it's this idea that the individual is not always the same. Okay? And whenever the individual sees himself as a fixed entity within the environment, the individual is in bad faith. So whenever the individual sees himself as X or Y, the individual is in bad faith. So the individual does not acknowledge the reality of the world in which he or she evolves. The individual refuses to acknowledge his continual changes, this transcendent state of being. And Sartre argues that the individual is in bad faith. Now we have to understand that Sartre was a philosopher of consciousness. And by that I mean Sartre looks at the self in terms of the, the, the void self, the what we call the conscious state of being, the vertigo, okay? The self-construct, okay? It's this idea that there's this, this, this fight between the, 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 the permanent state of being and the transcendent state of being, okay? And it's this back and forth between this, those two states where the individual has a tendency to see the self as a permanent state of being, but when in fact the individual is a transcendent state of being, okay? There's a continuity, there's a fluidity in the way the individual is at any given time. Okay? But Sartre argues that the individual always has a sense of the self. But that sense is only possible when the individual is able to look at others, thereby being able to differentiate between the self and others. And this idea of to be a self, to be a being, to be some thing, some entity, it is in relation to others. So you know you are in relation to others by seeing, by 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 acknowledging, by by being aware of others, and that's what differentiates between the for itself and the in itself. Now remember, when we're talking about the for itself, we're talking about the individual himself. This concept of subjectivity—it's it's the individual, the individual's understanding of the self. And the in itself, the objectivity, the object, things that are not necessarily the individual, things that are other than the individual. And then this back and forth between the for itself and the in itself, that's where the transcendency lies. So those two distinct, those two modalities of being, sort of defined being in the most intrinsic sense of the self, in the for itself, it's a decompression of being. In the in itself, the being is an object. And this is not necessarily an object in the true sense of the word object, right? But it is in the sense of the modality of being. So the being sees the self as an object, as a thing, as a fixed thing. <laughs>